Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, AEW has massive interest in top free agent. We're going to tell you what Warner Brothers Discovery really think about AEW. On top of that, we're going to jump over to WWE and give you some backstage reaction to Johnny and Candice returning. And then finally, we're going to tell you the latest on Brandy Rhodes. I'm Andy Murray. I'm Michael Hamflit. And uh, this is the news. It's the news. Weird. Weird when he's not here, but we're going to persevere Regardless, let's kick things off by talking about Juice Robinson, shall we? He was on last week's episode of Dynamite. He wrestled John Moxley. It was a world title eliminator match. You know the deal. If the, the, the guy who's not the champion wins, they'll get a title shot. It's a way of engineering title shots out with the ranking system, basically. Um, he lost that match, but, you know, the, it was playing off a lot of history between the two. They've wrestled in New Japan. It was Moxley's first big match in 2019 coming out of WWE. So there's a lot of stuff there that they could have played with. Nonetheless, in the wake of news that AEW have offered a contract to Bandido, which we covered on the website last week, uh, after Dynamite, company apparently has massive interest in Juice as well. This is according to PW Insider's Mike Johnson, who reported that the company want to bring Robinson in as often as they can and effectively make the guy a regular. So, timing's quite interesting. Juice kind of declared himself a free agent ahead mm. of the Moxley match. Um, he told SI the following, uh, I'm no longer representing New Japan. I want that to be clear. I carried that flag for seven years. I've got no unfinished business there. I sang that song and I danced that move and we've gone our separate ways. That's in the rear view. I'm totally free right now. It should be mentioned that prior to him returning to New Japan in May and turning heel and joining Bullet Club and all of that, he kind of did the same thing and yeah. said that I'm done with wrestling um, so he's a bit of a worker <laughs> when it comes to this stuff um, but there you go, uh, he's only 33 years old Juice, which is wild because he was in WWE like 10 years ago yeah. um, but there you are, he was CJ Parker there of course, he's done many great things since becoming Juice Robinson what do you reckon of all this? Not sure. The commentators uh, moved repeatedly to talk about this free agency during the Moxley match as if to sort of imply that he was wrestling. Not wrestling for a job, yeah. but trying to make the most of this opportunity that had suddenly fallen into his lap. Um, a bit like what you were saying in regards to when he turned heel and joined Bullet Club. We have gone through this before with you specifically and in 2022. Yeah, no like less. three months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's so recent. That was kind of at the front of my mind when I saw this news and when I saw his quotes being so full on about being done with New Japan and things like that. 
that. Um, of course, as a member of Bullet Club as a heel, it's something that could just be received as in character as well, that he's done with them as a company, and he is more Bullet Club than he is New Japan, yep. which is, you know, that would sort of suggest that then he would be open to working in Impact um, with the likes of Chris Bay. Of course, the Good Brothers have floated between all the companies yeah. with Bullet Club colours, so there's no... You know, this kind of new wrestling landscape that has opened up that allows the likes of stable members to kind of float between companies suggests that even if he was done with New Japan, that doesn't mean that he's done forever with them. He could easily bounce back in. In terms of strictly juice in AEW, I don't I don't wanna either I don't wanna denigrate an individual talent mm. for a bigger picture problem, which continues to be this in- ever increasing roster. Um, that seems to be coming at the expense of everybody getting requisite television time or stories being, or characters being allowed to grow organically because there's always new people coming in. There's an increasing, it could be subjective, but there's an increasing weariness with every new debut that it just wasn't as hot as the last. Because, sure. Because how can it sure. be? We're averaging, you know, we've kind of like coming up with some like numbers this morning that are not bob on, but you're looking at more than one a month of these things. So it is hard for it to feel new and exciting every single time. You'll remember your favourites, whether it be like Keith Lee yeeting private party halfway across Sting. the ring whatever. Sting yeah. you know there's there's loads of great examples but not all of them can hit and I think that kind of did apply maybe to Juice versus Bandido on this past Wednesday yeah so Juice is good uh, you know you want wrestlers to find regular work and be able to get over and have new opportunities and things like that but I don't know this feels like another one where you've kind of just got to approach with caution when it comes to signing in general it's not yeah. particularly isolated to one individual talent yeah for sure and I think um the past few years, uh, maybe not not past few years. That's a bit unkind, but certainly in the last year or so, he's not quite been the the prospect that he once mm. looked in terms of like how he's been presented in New Japan. He's still great, obviously. It's nothing to do with him. I'm not saying he's gotten bad. He's still really great. Um, but like there was a time in New Japan when he was reigning as United States uh, Heavyweight Champion, where it looked like he was going to become this surging kind of foreign yeah, force. He was one of the most foreign uh, most. One of the most foreign wrestlers in New Japan. One of the most popular foreign wrestlers that in New Japan. That following was looking real, wasn't it? That the babyface yeah. stuff. It was like really organic. He had a fun personality. It was getting over. It was connecting. Um, but you know that then a pandemic happened, and that happened to a lot of people. And uh, he wasn't always necessarily all that active, but he still had the fun tag team with David Finlay, Finjuice, of course. Uh, now he's doing the rock hard gimmick, which I think is very funny. <laughs> uh, I think it's a lot of fun. But yeah, extremely talented guy. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. Um, you can probably get a deal anywhere he wants, I reckon. That's, uh, we'll say that, that's a measure of yeah. wrestling as it stands. But like we don't ev- need everyone to... is in demand somewhere. Exactly. I would say that we probably don't need to see the CJ Parker gimmick back, yeah. but, you know, Juice is really good and I hope he lands on his feet, as he always does. Um, Warner Brothers, what do they think? Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm. Probably something about Mickey Mouse they invented, <laughs> didn't they? Uh... <laughs> Animaniacs that lived in the tower. Ah, uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, Goku, is yeah. that one of them? They're actually coming in uh, on next week's Dynamite. Oh. All three of them are working. Remember when Kenny Omega was a skeleton? And from from Undertale. Tremendous. Skeleton. Uh, Ren and Stimpy. Anyway, uh, what do Warner Brothers Discovery think of AEW? Of course, this is AEW's TV network, right? Merger... Discovery and Warner, Time Warner, all that stuff earlier this year. Uh, Dynamite's on TBS, uh, Rampage is on TNT, you know the score. What do they really think about AEW, however? This is something that's been discussed a lot, particularly this year, with the merger, the cutting back on original scripted programming. What's going on? Uh, they're very happy with AEW. Mm. Just, it's pretty boring in the end, <laughs> but, but also good. Good uh, news is still news. Good news is yeah. still news, even when it's a bit like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, they're very happy, particularly with uh, how things have been going 
at the moment. So this is from Fightful Select. It's part of another report that we're going to cover elsewhere on this video. I'll just run you through some numbers to illustrate why they're happy. And it's pretty obvious if you look at the numbers every week. Um, for the past five weeks, uh, Dynamite in particular has performed really well. It's been over... This week was the exception, but for the five weeks preceding that, over a million in, in overall viewership and between 0.34 and 0.39 in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is, of course, how TV shows are ranked. Um, they've been in the top two cable originals for 17 out of 18 weeks, and that ultimately is what's going to determine your value when it comes to the next round of negotiations. The exception would be this week when they were ninth. But they still had a 0.34, which would be a number strong enough to finish one or two on weeks where there wasn't a bloody hurricane mm. with 7 million news broadcasts that everyone in the country watched. Yep. So there you go. Obviously, we hope everyone out there who is impacted by Hurricane Ian is doing all right. Scary time indeed. Um, Rampage, you know, it's got that crappy time slot. It never does particularly great. But over the past six weeks, we have an average of somewhere between 429 and 550,000 viewers. 0.11 to a 0.18 rating. Um, the, this partnership it earns AEW around $44 million a year. It runs through 2023. Negotiations on a new one are expected to commence early next year. Uh, and it is expected that based on ratings performances that AEW will score an increase from all of this. But things are looking good. Things are looking pretty rosy. You know, the, the growth isn't quite there where it was like a year or so ago, but they were coming off the back of that incredible stuff with like Punk coming in and, and yeah. Cole and Danielson and all that stuff. They're not where they were. Um, but the past few weeks have been solid and uh, there's no reason for either party to feel anything less than very happy. It's interesting this, isn't it? Because as, obviously, here we are reporting some news and some numbers, and as you say, like, they don't really lie. But there's a number of different ways, I think, to view AEW at the moment. If you're subjectively not particularly enjoying the product as a fan, then you have absolutely... You have a right not to feel particularly invested with Definitely. AEW of late. Uh, and yet, these numbers shouldn't be an argument against that, but they are suggesting that they are doing the right thing for some people, sure. some stakeholders, should we say, in AEW. Um, based on... Uh, zero knowledge of television negotiations other than what WWE earn, they are grossly overperforming and being underpaid yeah. for it. If you measure against what WWE are paid, AEW can stand to double, treble, quadruple, whatever, what they've been currently earning for this current TV deal, especially based on those cable rankings and, you know, the kind of the muscle and um, from what you've, I've seen reported in various places, the, uh, the connections they have within the network and the support they have, which flies in the face of people's panic that when the merger took place there would be a Jamie Kellner WCW situation where yep. one person comes and doesn't like wrestling so they're off the table there are some cute comparisons but all those comparisons were, were cute if anything it feels as if they've got um, people in the network that like having them and like having them around yep. wrestling as you know even Vince McMahon's WWE proved wrestling existed in the grey space between live sports and live entertainment in a way that almost nothing else did. And AEW have been able to, uh, as they existed for that exact reason, they've been able to capitalise on there being plenty more fans that are willing to invest. It shouldn't be um, married up with your views on the quality of the product. Uh, you know, like ticket sales have been down in various venues and there have been some recently quite damning reports from Dave Meltzer and others about certain numbers and certain, like, early gates and things like that and I think kind of as you say really it's 
going to be interesting if we can look at last year and say well has the has things really feel like they've grown probably not it's going to be interesting to reflect on this in a year's time maybe after negotiations have concluded AEW could be making a fortune more than they did before but it'll be keen to see just how much the product feels like it's grown despite that yeah. WWE for the longest time felt like it was making money in spite of itself so why shouldn't AEW do it there too you go. but it'd be nice to bring those two things together and have the product feel of a quality that is going to be earning the money we would expect it to be making next yeah. year there's always the subjective and the objective yeah. and I think that sub- quality is entirely subjective I don't believe that there are objective metrics you can point to and say this is objectively good this mm. is objectively bad quality of the show is entirely in the eye of the beholder the numbers however most certainly are not mm. um, you just need to look at them to see that anyone who says this show is failing is full of yeah. you know the brown stuff that comes out your ass uh- <laughs> hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses, they can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's go over to WWE. Let's talk to <laughs> Let's talk uh... Let's let's talk about Johnny and Candice, uh, who have have a a, a young child at the moment, who I'm sure they have to clean up after all the time, speaking of stuff. This is a weird transition. You, you're a dad. Tell so, them how it is. Uh, there's a lot of drizzles. There's, there's a lot, lot of, of uh, you live your life and stuff with your mini Steve or Steve Etterbum. Um, there are an awful lot. Young Quill will be uh, young. Quill will be doing some young fills right now in the nappy. But that's why. Cool that's chambers. why. By the way, you know when like it's amazing when wrestlers return to work so soon after having children. Um, you know the mothers especially, but then fathers are like you know you gotta get back on the road. Like, believe me, it'd be quite nice to be getting a few days off. Like, Seth and Becky are doing the hard yards because that baby was on that bus. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Fair play to them. Nothing but respect to their parent wrestlers. They are both cyborgs. All yeah. of the, I have all the respect in the world for anyone who brings up a kid because I would be useless. Too hard. Uh, but yeah, it's Johnny, Johnny and Candice. They're back in WWE. You know that. You watch the shows. Um, 
Fifo Select have come through with a report noting that when they left the company, obviously they, they departed at different times. Johnny in December, Candice in I think it was May when their contracts expired. Um, they, they were on good terms, you know, and throughout all of this process, throughout them splitting and coming back together, they've always maintained good relationships with WWE, particularly Gargano. Uh, Johnny had made it clear that he would want to return to WWE on his own time frame. If it was going to happen, then the company was fine with following that timetable. Now, a bunch of NXT sources have told Fightful that Johnny handled his exit from WWE with, and I quote, incredible professionalism, which I'm not surprised about. Mm. Um, noting that his work with younger guys like uh, Austin Theory and Dee Hartwell, uh, and as well as boosting Dexter Loomis, who I, I think is probably a fair bit older than Johnny, actually. Um, so it's interesting, like the people he's worked with. But nonetheless, uh, Fightful have been told that Gargano and Loray were talking to major companies uh, prior to Johnny returning to WWE in August. Um, not many details emerged beyond that, however, uh, other than Impact wasn't really uh, ever going to be a serious landing point. Now, when Vince McMahon departed WWE in July, again, no surprises here, a bunch of people in WWE told Fightful that they felt more confident that Gargano would return to the company with Triple H's ascension to head of creative accelerating the re Union, but there was interest in bringing Johnny to the main roster even before Triple H took over. So it's kind of what you could put together in your head already, but good to have confirmation from Fightful Select here nonetheless. That's it, exactly it, isn't it? It's confirmations of a lot of assumptions. Um, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae have always presented this veneer of being incredibly professional, and it's nice to hear that like all the things you would have assumed to be true about them are so. It also would be mad of um, these major companies, whomever they are, it'd be mad of any major promoter not to try and get like these two signatures and you know at least at least instigate talks and at least see what sound them out and see what they were available to do um gargano kind of gave himself the perfect forever exit if it was wanted when he left nxt getting battered by grayson waller on mm. 2.0 it was a proper you don't get to say goodbye in wrestling you get to you go out on your back in some capacity territory stuff yeah he lost at war games and he took a beating on his in his farewell night so if it had never ever returned it would have still been doing business the right way as it was he's obviously helped the way and he's come straight back into a a sweet position. It's very much the, I think the Triple H element is the one that was, kind of accelerated all of our assumptions that they would both end up back in WWE. Yeah. For the longest time, um, it felt just because of the, I suppose the wave of momentum that AEW was riding and some of the specific signings that they'd made in 2021 that Gargano was starting to look like he fit. You know, you can picture those late 2021 Dynamites where the uh, Undisputed Era were made whole again on Dynamite rather than in the NXT or within yeah. WWE. Suddenly a Gargano looks like he might fit. Um, Tommaso Ciampa was starting to feel like a fish out of water on 2.0 and so on and so on and so on. Triple H comes back in and all of a sudden all those old assumptions get thrown out the window and he starts bringing back a lot of his favourites. So no surprises. And it's just nice to hear that your theories about wrestlers being nice are proven true. Mm. It's lovely. When like somebody does sort of put across that feeling of being professional, it can feel a little bit of a letdown as a fan, but it's uh, it's always nice to hear stories like this. Yeah, there's enough dickheads on the planet. It's nice <laughs> yeah. to hear when someone is not one of those, yeah. which we always kind of expected of Candice and Jordan yeah. anyway. And it come off extremely well. Uh, right, our last story here is about Brandy Rhodes. Uh, there's not a, a great deal of massive detail, so we'll get through this one pretty quickly. Just a little update on her future from Fightful Selects. Man, Sean, Sean's putting food on our table mm. today, isn't he, brother? Um, <laughs> so there's no word on whether or not Brandy had these tryout matches or match. Well, she, she had a tryout of some sort at the Performance Centre in August. Uh, practice matches, whatever you want to call them. There's no word on whether or not that led to further negotiations between her and WWE. Obviously, she's been a free agent since she and Cody left AEW earlier this year. Cody returned at WrestleMania. Brandy, however, has not. Uh, Fightful note 
the brandy at one point had hopes to integrate, I can't say words, Culture (laughs) City, which is the sensory accessibility non-profit on which she serves as a board member. She wanted to integrate Culture City with WWE. Um, Haven't heard of any talks between Brandy and AEW since the two parties went their separate way. However, AEW's television partners, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, made contact with Rhodes in September. There's no word on the context of that or whatever, whatever, but the two parties are believed to maintain a cardio relationship, even if they aren't necessarily in regular contact. Interesting facet of that, of course, would be that Brandy and Cody had Rhodes to the top on a Warner property, uh, TNT. It was on TNT, I think, Mm -hmm. not TBS. Uh, before they left AEW. But there you go, latest on Brandy. I think she's going to wrestle again. Uh, and if she does, I think it'll be in WWE. Yeah, it's interesting this, isn't it? I suppose it's what we know of her as an act, uh, the value of her as an act on screen versus what we don't know about what she does behind the scenes. There's obviously the, the Culture City relationship which just absolutely want to fold into WWE as, like, as soon as possible. And it's something that even to this day is probably on unreported within AEW that she had that from the beginning. And uh, yeah, it's interesting that the... Um, you know, like people within AEW internally or the network would want her back in whatever roles she fulfilled that we would have never seen once upon a time. Yeah. Back in the old days, of the old like all of Cody and the Elite being the EVPs and the like. Um, but I'm kind of with you on this. I think WWE beckons, uh, even if she doesn't wrestle, and obviously she has at various points in her career got something going and then maybe put it on pause to be more part of the Cody act than do something for herself. Yeah. I think... Uh, this gets said a lot now it's it's the new sort of qualifier I think in the Triple H led WWE he has an understanding of the value of an act and the, the example I always go back to is, uh, is Lana and Rusev mm. uh, it was a very very WWE thing to think well at some point we have to split them up because they both have to wrestle uh, why? You know, nobody ever, like, until 1999 WCW asked, like, Miss Elizabeth to get a boot on. No, you know, like, exactly. acts exactly. have value, acts have chemistry, and one thing can help another. Cody and Brandy are a tremendous act, and if, obviously, Brandy has a desire to wrestle, then great, like, go and get that. But if for nothing else, her being part of the Cody Rhodes package within WWE, I think would be as, exactly as successful as it was once before. Yeah. Like, we've seen how well those two work together. Tremendous as a heel unit, but, like, bring real fire as earnest baby faces with Cody playing that role in AEW when he did. So yeah, I'd, I would be amazed if she wasn't an on-camera presence, either as a wrestler or as, you know, a kind of a right-hand woman to her husband, Cody Rhodes, within within a sort of year or so. When we, when he comes back, he's, you would assume, going to figure in as highly as he did when he left. So they'd be mad, I think, not to at least investigate the prospect of bringing her in alongside him. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget as well, she's a relatively new mother herself yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. like, uh, priorities change, life's change, of course. Uh, yeah, someone I've never heard anything but nice things about behind the scenes mm. as well. So, hey, see what happens when it comes to Brandy. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us on today's news. I don't actually have any Twitter questions today because the configuration was a bit sudden today. <laughs> Didn't really have the time before jumping in. But fortunately for you, Michael, I've yeah. come up with some of my own questions for oh, today's video. Gosh. Can't sell the people short. So, oh. question number one uh, name a wrestler. Oh no, I don't like being put on the spot like this. I'm going to have to go with Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid, fair yeah, enough. I'll yeah. go with uh, Sid Vicious. Um, <laughs> question number two, uh, who is Steve Bum? He's the Fiend. He is the Fiend. <laughs> or is he the Flatty? Who he's, knows? He's one of them. He's Crispy Fiend. He's, he's a very specific Fiend. He's got little chode fingers. Yeah, yeah, and he, d- he delivers the daily drizzle straight to your inbox. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Bum. And question number three, of course, is can you deal with the eel? What is this? Neil has no business with that. Yes, all right. Get well soon, Wilbur. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) And appreciate you for not coming in with a cold. 
Always appreciate that. Adam well-born when he's fine. Hey, get well soon-born. <laughs> Jings Crivens help my boob. Um, follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. I don't know why you would after that, uh, but you can follow Michael on Twitter at... Uh, at Michael Hamflick. Get the brooms for your children at Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Or, or Willie. That's a very offensive. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hamflick. Uh, I've been Andy Murray. He's been Michael Hamflick. This has been The Eel, and we will deal with you later, you little toads. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.